Hello, hello. I'm so excited that you're here today and welcome back. Um, today's topic is where I'm diving into one of the questions that I get asked so often. And that is always some version of the question, what is the best diet? Maybe it's, Emily, what diet should I be following? Do I need to cut out carbs? Should I not eat anything processed? Do you recommend that I do paleo? So-and-so loves their vegan diet. Should I do that? And honestly, the list goes on. But regardless, my answer is simple. And that is, it depends. Because the truth is, I don't believe there is a single absolute, without doubt, best diet for every person to follow. And I know that's really hard for a lot of us to grasp because as humans, we crave definite answers. We crave clear categorization. That's a hard word to say. (laughs) Or sometimes we just crave simply someone telling us in a very black and white answer, which is right and which is wrong. And that is just not the case, especially when it comes to our health. Not to mention, I think it's when people try to portray things as the latter by saying that, oh, everybody should do this or that doesn't work at all, etc. Especially when talking about things like nutritional methods, it causes more confusion and frustration than anything. Because whether you're talking about paleo or the Mediterranean diet or maybe low carb or keto, Maybe you're talking about high protein, vegan or vegetarian, intermittent fasting, or whatever else there may be. I don't believe that there's one that's absolutely right or any that are absolutely wrong either. What's up, you guys? My name's Emily, and I'm your host with the Live Well With Them podcast where every week we dive into all things on how to create a life that you truly thrive in. We're talking everything from basic tips and guidance in your nutrition and in your fitness. We're squashing diet culture BS, and we're talking about how to heal your body and your mind from the effects of such, as well as our Western lifestyles, and so much more. This podcast is all-encompassing and well-rounded because so is true health, and that's what we're all about at the end of the day. Each episode is meant to empower and encourage you to take back control in your own health and happiness, to get out of your own way, and to create a lifestyle that you just simply can't get enough of. You guys with me? Let's get to it. And that's because I believe that the best diet comes down to one thing, and that is, what can you stick to? Because the truth is, we are all different. We have different body types, different dietary preferences or exclusions. We have different budgets, different knowledge. We have different schedules or availability of our time, different ethnic backgrounds, etc. And also not to mention there is this thing called bioindividuality that completely supports the fact that there is no one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to our health or it comes to our nutrition or the quote-unquote right diet for everybody. Our genes, our cells, our life experiences, and even our metabolism, nutritional needs, and how glucose responds to certain foods that, you know, our body intakes, that's all going to vary from person to person. So to say that there is a blanket solution for how to eat and nourish our bodies is something that is very ignorant, and it's very irresponsible to claim, in my opinion, 
And I'm sorry if that seems a little harsh, but I really believe that. Because what works exactly for me may not work for you. And what works wonderfully for you may not work well for someone else. And so on and so so forth. So my message today is to encourage everyone to stop trying to fit ourselves into a particular box. And this honestly applies to so much in life, but especially when it comes to our health and our nutrition. In my coaching program, I don't have a single philosophy. I focus on my client. I focus on the person instead and work to find what's going to work best for them. And I'm going to help you do the same today as well. Which I know you're probably wondering, how do you say all of these different diets or nutritional methods actually work when, you know, they're all different? So how can they lead to the same positive results and changes depending on the person? And that's because I, I get that question. Don't, don't get me wrong. I get it. It can be a little confusing at first. But the reason that I say and believe this is because when done properly, approaches like macro counting, which is my personal favorite, or paleo, or plant-based, or high-carb or low-carb, or high-fat or low-fat, or eating small meals frequently throughout the day, or maybe you're eating large meals infrequently, etc. Like, I feel like there's several different examples, but they all have a lot of the same things when done properly. And I want to talk about these things with you today because it's what's most important when identifying which diet may actually be best for you. And number one is... They create mindfulness in your eating habits. So often we go through our days on autopilot, you guys, and that applies to how we eat too, unfortunately. However, both research and also my personal experience in my own journey, as well as working with other women and theirs, shows that simply paying more attention to what you eat and caring about what that is in the first place is game-changing Especially if your goals are that of fat loss, maybe getting leaner, or just simply improving your overall health in general. Not to mention, being more mindful in what and why and in how you eat different things alone can help promote things like better digestion. It can allow you to get back in touch with your physiological and hunger cues to where you know when you're actually full and you are also kept full with less food sometimes. And not to mention, it encourages better choices at your next meal with that mindfulness. And number two is they all focus on food quality. Very rarely do you see nutritional methods encourage you to eat more processed foods or junk food. Praise the Lord. (laughs) And yes, there may be some programs that do that, but I'll get into that at the end when I dive into a few nutritional red flags. But most approaches will recommend and encourage you to eat more of what I call the good stuff, meaning more whole, minimally processed, and nutrient-rich foods. You know, the stuff that your body naturally thrives off of, aka, again, the good stuff. And this is one of the most important aspects of all, regardless of the macro breakdown with things like how your protein, carbs, and fats are split up. Because when we get to adding in more nourishing foods onto our plate and into our body, Not only do we thrive and feel better on a daily basis, but also it starts to naturally crowd out the less nutritious and less ideal options like those more processed, more chemically laden foods. And in doing so, this is going to help eliminate any potential nutritional deficiencies that you may be experiencing as well. Because we want to shift away from more of the highly processed foods because the nutrients have literally been stripped out during processing. 
So we actually don't get much or get anything from them in terms of fueling our bodies. And notice that I didn't say you can never eat a processed food again. No, I don't think that's realistic. But I do believe we should be minimizing those and focusing on getting in more of those whole minimally processed foods, which still have their nutrients intact. And most properly designed diets will help you do so. And this is huge, and I'll say it again, that I think it's so important because we look, feel, and show up like crap on a daily basis when we're deficient in certain nutrients. Maybe it's water, certain vitamins and minerals, maybe it's protein, essential fatty acids, etc. Regardless, we do not feel or and we can't show up as our best when we are lacking in those areas. But even with just a few weeks of correcting these deficiencies, we feel rejuvenated. We feel like a new person. And here is the spoiler alert too. This change is so impactful in simply how we feel better. That is often when and also why we become hooked on fueling our bodies better and with more intention. And we want to continue doing so, which is the real goal anyways. Am I right? And now we'll move on to number three, and that is the fact that all of these, you know, different nutritional methods, they they all help you to control your appetite and your food intake to some degree. And when we're more mindful of what and how we're eating and we're choosing better options and actually nourishing our body and getting rid of those nutritional deficiencies, like I mentioned, we almost always end up with more appropriate amounts of food, which is really key. Whether that means you're eating more or you're eating less, you're going to be more in tune with your body so that you can actually get a feel for what you need to eat and how you need to do so to be actually and more satisfied. And as a result of that, losing fat, gaining lean muscle, performing better, simply just feeling better again, it just happens more easily. And then the fourth and last that I want to cover is they are sustainable. And this is where it's going to really vary vastly from person to person, but it is so key because like I said at the beginning, this is typically the biggest differentiator in what makes the right or the best diet for you. And it's simply what you can sustain long-term. And like I mentioned on last week's episode, the only way that we can sustain and keep our goals is by doing the things that we did to get there in the first place. And don't get me wrong, I know that with some things like fat loss or other goals, there may be trade-offs required. There's going to be some sacrifices needed because that's just how it goes. But regardless, good nutrition thinks about the long term and the bigger picture still, even amongst those things. And a simple way to learn where your plan falls here is to ask yourself, can I keep doing what I'm doing now? And how long can I keep doing it for? If the answer isn't long term, the next question is going to be, what needs to change for it to be more sustainable for your life? And what do you need to do to make that happen? This doesn't mean that you or anything has failed either. Don't Please don't take it as that. I actually think it's a win, if nothing else, because it's showing you where the disconnect is. And like I tell my clients all the time, there is no failure. It's only feedback. And again, it's clarity on where you may need to pivot to make your plan better for you. 
Because that's really what it comes back to every single time and what I believe fully. And that's the best diet to follow and what you should be doing is just simply the one that is best and that is sustainable and that works for you. And I know I talked about why so many different things do work, but before we wrap up, I also want to hit on things that do not because they miss several, if not all of these key markers that I talked about and promote what I consider to be major nutritional red flags. And that's number one. We're going to go through these super short and sweet, but I think they're very important. And I just feel like I would be missing a big piece of this episode for what you guys need the most if I skipped over it. So let's just dive in. And that's number one. The first red flag is going to be plans that encourage a low calorie diet or have you eating 1200, 1300 calories, or even I've seen some as insane as 800 to 1,000 calories on a daily basis. I'm just going to address the elephant in the room with the latter. Octavia, I think it's absolutely nuts. I don't understand how it is a legal plan to promote because of the impact that those low-calorie diets, 800, 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 calories have on your health long term. And that'll be a whole nother episode for another time. But you guys, if something has you eating this low calorie diet, that's a red flag. And I'm really going to encourage you strongly to seek something more sustainable and that's more metabolically supporting for you and your health. Number two is plans that restrict or exclude entire food groups. And the reason that I consider this to be a major red flag is not only can it lead to nutritional deficiencies, but it can also reduce our physical energy and our mental energy as well as a result of that, or even lead to starving off certain gut microbia. Not to mention restrictiveness like this is what causes most people to result in binging or going off the rails and feeling out of control with their nutrition later on. It's just, it's not sustainable. It's not fun. It's not effective. It does Again, I think more harm than good. And then number three, I'm not going to go too far into this, but plans that encourage processed meal replacements. You guys, there is nothing to replace real nourishing food. Are there supplements, quality supplements that can help supplement things in your diet? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we don't need to be replacing meals with a processed bar. We don't need to be, you know, like eating food out of a wrapper just because the company that gives you this nutrition plan says it's better for you than eating breakfast or it's better for you than eating dinner because nothing replaces real whole foods. Yes, there's times where maybe some need supplemented, but they should never be replaced. And anything that tells you or encourages you to do so, red flag. And then lastly, plans that consume you, that consume your mental energy or create more stress in your life. Maybe, you know, like you feel like you can't go be social or do some of your favorite things because you're, you're stressed about the food and drinks that are going to be there that are maybe quote unquote off limits with your plan or whatever it is. Maybe it's just something that has you stressing about it on a daily basis. That is not it, fam. This actually has an adverse effect, the stress it causes and does more harm than good. 
if your plan tells you that you can't have a piece of birthday cake and you end up having a bite of it at your kid's birthday party or whatever it may be, and then you find yourself stressing over it because of those rigid, restrictive rules, both before and afterwards, that stress is actually doing you more harm than a piece of food ever could to your body. You want a plan that helps to simplify your nutrition and simplify taking care of your body, not that adds more stress to it. And honestly, you guys, like just to recap these four red flags, low calorie diets, restricting entire food groups, encourages meal replacements that are processed foods, and just plans that simply stress you out, consume you, and take all your mental energy. Like those, that is not it, you guys. And while I'm open to very different approaches when it comes to my clients' needs, whether it's vegan, maybe it's pescatarian, maybe it is low-carb, maybe it's paleo or Mediterranean, etc., I will never encourage or promote plans that resemble those red flags I mentioned. Because again, to me, they miss all the key pieces that I believe are part of diets and nutritional approaches that actually work. And just to recap what those are, number one, it's plans that create mindfulness in your eating habits. Number two, it's plans that focus on better food quality. Number three, it's plans that help control your appetite and your food intake. And last but not least, number four is it's plans that are actually sustainable. And that's why the first thing that I do when I have a new client getting started is I'm not going to dive into setting nutritional goals for them. First, I want to listen to their needs. I want to listen to what they want to accomplish and understand what's most important to them. I want to understand how they live and then take those things and find and create the right approach for that person. One that's specific to them and their lifestyle because That's what makes coaching truly invaluable, in my opinion, as it's a key piece in you not just seeing success in your goals, but making sure that those successes stick by creating a lifestyle through your approach and doing so. I don't believe in labeling foods as good or bad. I don't believe in demonizing foods or following strict unnecessary rules when it comes to nutrition and healthy habits. I believe in helping you feel, look, and be your very best, and that includes finding that right plan for you, that you can follow even on your worst days, not just your best, and one that you can look forward to jumping back into after maybe you go on a vacation or just have a few off days or whatever that looks like, because life is always going to happen, and the best diet and the best approach for you is going to be one that still works when it does. And it's going to be one that you like crave getting back to when you get jump into your normal routine on a Monday after a weekend of traveling. Because again, I believe that is the only thing that determines the best approach for you. And it's one that actually works both now and in the long run. So whether it's something you're following now or something that you are considering getting started in, keep these things in mind and kind of use it as a mental checklist. And make sure that it's not just something that you feel good about in the moment, but it's something you can see yourself doing down the road too in some form or fashion. It may not look exactly the same, but the principles and the foundations that you get from it should stick because they should become a part of your lifestyle because that is what this journey is all about in the first place. 
it's enhancing ourselves and how we feel and becoming those better versions of ourselves for life. And if that's something that you need help with, you know, I would love to see if I could be a resource for you in that. Hopefully you got a lot from this podcast, but I am always open to chatting about one-on-one coaching options too. Um, reach out to me on Instagram. It's at it's Emily Lyons is my handle. Or you can always email me at coachmpie, which is coach, E-M-P-Y-E, at gmail.com. Again, I'm an open book. I'm always here to help you guys, to serve you. But regardless, thank you for being here. I hope you took something away from this episode. Please share it on your social media and tag me if so. You know, maybe it's going to speak to somebody else. But again, it also shows me what you guys love and are taking away from it so that I can create more of that content for you. But either way, thank you so much for being here. Next week, I'll be talking about how to be healthy through the holidays because we're literally going into Thanksgiving. Um, And I think that is something that is a very needed topic this time of year. So I'm excited to unpack it with you all. But I will see you guys then. And... Have a beautiful rest of your day.